Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. It's Wilson from Inspire Beats, and it's me and Alex here today. We'll be talking about what we think will be happening in sales in 2016. It's a great episode where we start off talking about AIs and how AIs will be taking over in sales. We talk about how marketing and sales need to be aligned and a ton of other topics, especially about how enterprise will be changing when it comes to sales and how the lazy salesman will be dead. Well, anyways, enjoy the episode and you can reach out to me anytime on Twitter at WilsonPang8 or Alex at Alex Bourbon and enjoy the episode. Alright, well, let's get started. I think our first topic we'll be talking about is about AIs, right? AI has been a trending topic everywhere. Nowadays, I think we've been seeing AIs for everything, right? Yeah, There's... everything from calendars using X.AI to, uh, we were just talking the other day about stuff called Crystal, where it shows personality profiles for the people in your email. So basically, if someone's more inclined to talk about um, like formal stuff in an email, it'll show write more formal, or if they're you know terse, uh, it'll say be brief. Um, that kind of stuff. In right, emails. right, right. So there's more and more AIs. I mean, if you follow like TechCrunch or VentureBeat or anything like that, we see so many new AIs. And not not just for sales. I mean, just AI for what, like growth hacking now. We're just, I, I don't know how that will work out, right? So I have a buddy that um, that's a senior engineer at LinkedIn. And he's been telling me that they're, well, on, on the outside, what they're telling people is that they're actually building an AI for lead generation. So you know how LinkedIn gets a lot of requests for people who wants um, like, to purchase LinkedIn Sales Navigator for enterprise, right? Like more than more than fifty people on your team or bigger packages, and uh, they get something like thirty thousand requests a day, according to him, right? Ten thousand to thirty thousand, depending on the season and stuff like that. But he's like, they're pretty much building an AI that automatically lead scores and qualifies them, so that the sales team can reach out. And when I asked him, I said, like, okay, so what do you really consider as AI? Is it as legit as what people say it is? And he says, no, it's actually just <laughs> it's a gimmick. That's what he says it is. He says it's basically very advanced machine learning, and then uh, it pulls in a bunch of data sets and kind of just visualizes it to see, you know, like what qualifies as what. Pretty much what a lot of machine learning applications are doing nowadays, right? So that's what the AI is, right? And then we see a lot of other AIs out there that claim that they're AI, but it's actually just human workers at the back end while they're still trying to figure out the AI process, right? Like Facebook's uh, M Messenger. Right. There was a Medium post if you look it up, all about this guy who was trolling Facebook's Messenger and trying to get it to uh, to make a mistakes if you point out that it was a human right and he made a mistake on the part where he said uh google maps right or something yeah like, yeah he didn't capitalize it or something like that but anyways yeah so ai uh we believe that we will be seeing a lot more ais for sales products coming on in the future whether that's legit or not uh i'm not too sure but uh we do believe that this is a trend that's growing um i think it's more machine learning though at the end of the day uh, but still you know back to according to what my friend at linkedin says is that he believes that no sales work will ever be replaced by robots for at least the next probably 10 years because sales is still something that still requires a lot of human work, a lot of interactions. And I mean, people go to trade shows and conferences for a reason, right? Especially salespeople, right? They host a booth for a reason. They want that in-person contact or we want to hop on a call to kind of get the feel of your prospect, your, your long-term partnership. And I don't believe a robot can kind of develop that type of relationship, not just yet. So maybe not all of it, but we were talking uh, a little bit earlier today before this recording um, about the ideal sales process. And um, sure, there's a lot of email that goes into everything answering questions. Um, Wilson, you're on the on the page of there needs to be like a 15 minute call or something, you know, where you're face to face in front of the human, you know, human to human sales. Um, but I think a robot could replace everything else, or at least right. Well, the qualifying company. part, right? Yeah. The the part where 
currently something like HubSpot or CRM that's very powerful, that's already doing rather clear bit, doing a lot of research. Uh, they claim that, I, I think Charlie app, right? So for those of you who don't know what Charlie app is, is that research app that comes up with a report um, that allows you to kind of uh, get an analyzed research report of what your what your ideal prospect is right before the call. So you will see who you're connected with, some kind of common similarities. I think they're pulling a lot of data from Twitter's API. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that? Because they say that it's AI, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know if it's just basically analyzing two sets of data from you know Twitter's API or something. It might be, yeah. I mean, that's, it, it all goes into like, what is AI really, right? Because if Charlie is just pulling from a bunch of you know, different sites, and even Crystal might be just running uh, random LinkedIn profiles through like a, an algorithm or something. So right, right. at some point it might be like real AI, but yeah, I, I think the, um, the definition is really broad. Well, don't worry guys, yeah. it won't be like Terminator just yet, you know, but there will be more AIs coming up. I predict at least 10 more, watch, With, within 2016, we will see at least 10 more in the sales industry uh, with AIs coming up. But right now, currently the bigger guys are what, um, X.AI, uh, well, that one's you know pretty obvious. Start AI. Then there's Charlie app. There's uh, the Crystal one that you just mentioned. Is there any other one that that we're not aware of that you can think of? Uh, so those are the three main ones. And then it seems like there are more every day though. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what we're gonna be talking about next? Uh, so that actually leads right into the next one, which is the death of the lazy salesman. So customers are out there. They're doing more research than ever. You know, they're reading blogs. They're getting uh, informed on what you're selling. Um, and if you aren't able to keep up with the latest developments in the space, customers will usually just leave you and go after better educated salespeople. So I think that's something AI is going to help with. Have you seen anything like that? No, I haven't. But what I think uh, is is evolving with the sales industry is that uh, traditionally, I mean, everyone knows that it's like cold calling, right? Like people that were sales rep 10, 15 years ago, what your manager would do? What, what would your sales manager do? They'll throw you a phone book and they say, hey, you know, start hounding down on people, <laughs> right? start calling them and we don't know anything about that person that you're calling, right? Because you just have a list to go through every single day from A to Z. Uh, so what I would expect is that nowadays, uh, sales from all types of industry, including the, the traditional like insurance, real estate, car brokers, they will start using softwares like Yesware, Tout App, you know, out Outreach.io, PersistIQ. Um, they will be doing more research. They'll be, they're, they'll be on LinkedIn. And uh, we're seeing that as kind of like an untapped market that's coming in, right? You see more and more real estate agents on Twitter, uh, you know, even doing these automated prospecting with like um, Sorcido or whatever that app was called, the Twitter automation app. Um, and you see a lot of uh, people that just from untapped markets, like the car industry going on LinkedIn and doing the prospecting, right? So I see that more and more people are putting more effort into getting out of their traditional comfort zone and moving towards modern day sales with code emails, using softwares and tracking and stuff like that. What are your thoughts? So the word's getting out there. Yeah. Uh, startup world, you know, we've kind of mastered or at least you're getting really good at closing deals. And yeah, it seems like dentists and everyone else in, in the old school uh, environment are taking over now, trying right. to use the same tools. Right. So uh, you do you think that's the future too? More and more people will be involving towards that? I think, well, yeah, whatever we're doing at the cutting edge, right? We're the early adopters. So we use the apps and, and we figure out how to do it. And then, yeah, but by the time that I think, by the time they take over, I think we're going to be on to something else. So hopefully run AI by then. Definitely. We're going to so, keep bringing it back to robots. So that's going to be, that's going to be funny thing though, because when it hits 2016, right? Uh, <laughs> when everyone starts going to robots, finally these old school like insurance sellers will start going on to what we were in 2014. 
But yeah, exactly. that's going to be a new one for 2016, right? <laughs> All right, so what's next? We'll be talking HoloLens. <laughs> uh, so I think the death of the sales script is, is coming. So pitches need to be super custom now. Uh, in, the, in the past, you used to be able to hire somebody fresh out of college and like type up exactly what they should say on, on the phone um, and then be able to sell pretty well just using that script or like training them with that. Um, but customers expect salespeople now to be experts in their field um, and they'll get pissed if you can't solve the problems right away. So going off script and using team sales, um, I think is going to be a big part of the next year. Right, definitely. And I think uh, it's very important nowadays to kind of respond as quickly as you can mm -hmm. to you know inbound leads or anybody that you reach out to doing outbound and they responded, right? It's very important. Um, and you should not just respond with an autoresponder anymore, right? It's not a script anymore where you're, where you're just like exactly like what you said before, right? Uh, how about this though? Do you think people are still, or, or do you think practicing scripts are still valid? Like, you know how we do a lot of peer to peer, mm -hmm. kind of just, you know, straight up two people team up and practice back and forth, rehearse. Do you think that's still kind of like the thing? I've never been too into it. I always get like, get out of character and all that stuff. But I think if you're the type of person that does it and that's good at it, yeah, if, if it works for you, you know, right. go for it. So what I think about the scripting part when it comes to practicing is that people should all have their own, like they, they should be able to adapt to every different situation, mm -hmm. right? It shouldn't be like, hey, what the script says here and then do this and do that. You should start coming up with different situations, different questions, because not everybody will ask the same questions in a sales call. Like we, we go in a ton of sales calls every day and I can tell you that not every one of the sales calls have the same questions. Now there are a lot of questions that are repeated and those are the ones that should be practiced, mm -hmm. right? The most common questions. But uh, when it comes to you know practicing in general, you should be more broad and you should uh, come come up with these more weird questions. Because sometimes you know, for example, for us in Inspire Beats, we get these random inbound leads from people from Nigeria that wants to buy bamboo or something like that, right? And, yeah. and like I mean, these are weird situations. And if you sum up end up in a call with them, you have to know how to react, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> which we don't do, by the way. We don't sell bamboo. But if it was B2B bamboo, we would yeah, totally, maybe B2B bamboo. If you're coming up with a B2B <laughs> bamboo business and you're listening to this right now, reach out to us, Wilson at InspiredBees.com. Exactly. <laughs> uh, to that point, even um, yeah, cold emails, they're going to have to be a lot more custom in the future. I think 2016 is finally going to be the year that we lose the sales template as a concept. Um, what a lot of companies are doing is even, even super custom sales templates that you know, are being sent out to like more than one person at a time. Gmail's getting smarter about blocking duplicate emails. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think people are going to go more towards uh, having to customize, even if it takes longer for each email. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think personalization is super important. And that's one thing we emphasize at what we do at Inspire Beats, right? We make sure that everything is very, very well personalized. And we see a lot of companies, even the ones that are doing it in-house, not outsourcing to us or whatever, they have their own sales team. They're teaching their sales reps right now to be as personalized as possible. They, there's many ways to make it personalized, right? You don't necessarily need to uh, handcraft every single one. What you can do is you can just pull out like a contact from the blog. Like you see something that's unique in your prospect's blog article, pull that out and say, hey, I love that valid point. I love that one line that you mentioned. I love that quote that you mentioned. It was very important um, and I learned a lot from it. You know, that could be just a very simple, just, I don't know, copy and paste, right? Yeah. But that makes it so much more effective because you're complimenting the person, you're making things personalized, you're mentioning their name in there, and it makes people feel more special and they just want to respond to your email more, right? 
Um, what are some of like the worst emails that you have seen? <laughs> uh, I think my inbox is full of them right now. It's like <laughs> random SEO companies and it's like paragraph after paragraph of things that aren't relevant at all. Um, yeah, so I, uh, my mom was actually pretty funny. So I, we recently, we've been posting, you know, job listings for hiring for Inspire Beats, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the sites that we posted on was for remote workers on, uh, I think it was like Remote OK or something like that. It's, it's, it's a pretty much a job board for remote people. And um, a guy tried pitching me his SEO company uh, with, with Remote OK as my company name. So he's like, hey, Remote IK or OK, how's it going? Uh, I'm with this SEO company. We're based in blah, 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 blah. Our clients include this and this. <laughs> and the whole entire email didn't even have my name or my company's name on it. <laughs> I love that first sentence too. It was like, I'm with the SEO company. Like It, it wasn't even like, hey, Wilson, how's it going? Are right, you there's good? no personalization. <laughs> Again, people personalize your emails as much as possible. You know, include my name at the minimum, right? <laughs> or don't spell my name wrong, right? Yeah. You know, or, or hey, do something funny, right? My name is Wilson, so you can include something funny like, hey, uh, I saw you on Castaway. Or something like that. You yeah. Know? People would say that all the time when I go to casinos or whatever, they're screaming down the hallway, Wilson. <laughs> I never understood that joke for a while. But anyways, uh, yeah, personalization is definitely important. Uh, don't send long emails. Make it short. Make it simple. Uh, get straight to the point. And if the person is interested, if they like what you're doing, they're going to look up your site, right? They're going to look it up. And mm-hmm. if they're interested, they will respond, you know. But follow-up is important too, right? Exactly. So that's going to make selling... Uh, I think selling is going to increase as a skill uh, because of that, right? You're not just going right. to be able to have some entry-level guy at a college. It's right. going to take a lot longer to ramp right. up. But you guys remember, you know, outbound sales, it, at the end of the day, it is a grind. You know, it's, it could be very frustrating, it could be very tedious, but it's very rewarding, right? Closing a big deal at the end of the day um, is just so rewarding. And that's not a lot of things that, you know, other roles can do. The only thing better than that is closing multiple big deals in one day. Oh, man. <laughs> then, then we go throw a bachelor's party. <laughs> yeah. right. Do you want to cover the next one? Yeah. So um, what I think is that uh, sales and marketing is going to be more aligned in the future. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know how in sales, the SDR, well, at least modern day sales, the SDR and the account executive works close to close, right? They're like buddies, they're family members, they're like brothers, right? They have to because you have to be able to contact with each other like all the time. And when I was at Iron.io, one of the reasons why a lot of people could not work at home, could not work remotely is because the sales team need to be there, right? The sales people could not work at home. They just need to be there because they need to be in communication with each other at all the time. And that's something that sales team do really well nowadays. But what we're seeing a lack in is the, is the pretty much the gap between the marketing team and the sales team. I believe in 2016, they will be connecting a lot more. There will be a lot more going on, there will be a lot more communication, and they will build that kind of brotherhood ship between marketing and sales. What are your thoughts? So that goes back to something I think we're seeing, at least I was seeing a lot of in the beginning of the year, which is marketing being super fragmented, right? Like even now, people are trying to focus on content and content separate from like what they're doing on social media and all of it is separate from what they're doing in sales. Like. Uh, most people, I, I don't think sales qualified lead or marketing qualified lead is even a, a term that most people use. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think if it doesn't happen in 2016, like it, it needs to happen. Right. So uh, I, I see, I still see a lot of like companies that just raise Series A, Series B, and they have these different meetings, right? Where it's only a sales meeting or is a marketing meeting, or you know, is is there's nothing in between. Mm-hmm. What I want to see now more is what about sales and marketing meeting. 
And I predict that we will see a lot more of those in 2016 with the rapid growing SaaS companies that are in the space and stuff like that. Yeah, and it needs to, it really does need to happen. Like marketing should be generating leads that are closing. If they're right. not, it doesn't make any sense. And marketing people need to have a lead commit too. Yeah. Right. Salespeople have a quota. Marketing people needs to drive enough qualified leads for these salespeople to kind of even call up on, right? Or at least enough inbound uh, that's pretty much qualified by like an inbound rep or something like that to move forward. Exactly. Yeah. Good cool. Question. Uh, so the next one, I think uh, 2016, there's going to be a lot more team selling and a lot less true salespeople, which goes back, it's all pretty much hitting the same sort of notes, but um, because all salespeople need to provide answers and custom answers, I think you're going to see a lot more teams relying on either you know developers or technical sales or former production people um, and bringing them on the calls or even having them run the calls to answer uh, technical questions. Right, I agree. And that's why they have sales engineers, right, for mm -hmm. that. But uh, I also agree, or I also believe that they should have more like engineers chat with the salespeople, right? Because a lot of times salespeople, we're hustlers, we get on the spot, we want to close deals, but we just don't know the product well enough, right? It's, for example, if you're trying to sell like a developer tool, it's very difficult for a salesperson to come in and just know it in and out. Because a lot of times when you're chatting with your prospect or another company, they're going to be asking you technical questions, right? and you don't you you want to know your product pretty well at least to a certain level that you can understand that so definitely team-based selling very important um there shouldn't be so much competitiveness inside a sales team in my opinion now what i mean by that is that uh, i know of some company i'm not going to say specific names but where sdrs are competing with each other mm -hmm. every day and not for fun not like as in like old fantasy sport type of competing like literally they just have a hard time banging their head on the wall saying oh this guy just snatched my deal and it shouldn't be like that. Everyone is a team. You're in the same company, should go together. Yeah, right? I, was, um, I, was, um, I had a client of mine that was a company similar, except yeah. the director of business development would uh, also had a quota and he would like fight with the other sales teams <laughs> instead of like having everyone's number being one big right. number for the company. Right, because we had a sales rep, uh, well a sales director reach out to us and he wanted to buy leads for himself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why buy it for yourself? And he's like, well, <laughs> I don't want to give it to my people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we start moving away from that too. Yeah, yeah. so don't um, be selfish, guys. Because as a founder, that's that's got to piss you off a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be pretty pissed, right? Remember, we're all a team, and I would, I would like to see more of these like, team-based selling in the future. Cool. Yeah. So I think the, the last one to cover is professionalism is dying, and I think we're switching towards a more human approach. So I've been seeing it a lot in startups, um, people using LOL or... Haha's uh, in their emails or smiley faces, um, and I think in 2016 it's going to start taking over corporate emails. Right. Uh, so uh, I definitely believe in that because I'm one of the people that uses those stuff. Right. Yeah. So here's here's a quick tip for you guys. Well, not really a tip. I don't know if this is a tip, but uh, what I like to do is uh, let's say I send an outbound email and then that person responds with some sort of interest and then he just flies off the radar. This happens to everyone that's listening. Probably uh, it happens all the time, right? So what do we do? We send our typical follow-up email, and then three days later, we send another one. Seven days later, we send another one. And, you know, we send these, like, random ones, like, hey, I'm checking in, you know, um, you fell off the radar, blah, 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 when you get back to me, right? So that doesn't work. Three, four times later, three, four, four follow-ups later. So you can either continue sending follow-ups or you do something creative. And what I like to do is, for example, if it's a Friday, I will send them a, uh, a GIF. So pretty much a GIF. I say GIF also. A GIF, Some right? people so say I don't know how to pronounce it, right? But pretty much one of those funny photos, a really corny one, like with SpongeBob or like Winnie the Pooh or something on it. And it says, happy Friday. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and then we're like, we miss you. You know, um, 
or or I just said in this other one where it was like a like an elephant, mm-hmm. and the elephant would be like, I don't bite, and I would <laughs> put that for my subject line. Hey man, I don't bite. Where are you at? Uh, but yeah, that that works really well. Uh, out of ten people that I send those to, I get probably seven or eight responses that say, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Right. And then from the seven or ten, you know, I mean seven or eight, then we can probably convert like maybe two or three, and we still close two or three deals. Make it a good Friday and close the week, right? So I believe putting humor in your in your emails is great, but make sure make sure you don't overdo it, right? Because if you do it too bad or you start off with too much humor, you can seem very unprofessional and uh, it might just ruin a brand image, especially if you're selling to like enterprise, right? Yes, and. But I think that's going to become less of an issue in the future. Um, I don't know if you've been seeing this in your LinkedIn feed, but I've been seeing more like memes and funny posts and weird things that would normally be getting emailed around to the office. I've been seeing people post that up in LinkedIn a lot. Um, really? And I, I think that's, yeah, so I think that's going to continue more in 2016. Right. So the funny thing is I was doing a little research on this a couple of days ago about uh, company culture, right? And uh, some people say is that if there's humor in the office, then there's something like 90% higher retention rate for the employees, which is pretty good, right? So we all know that sales is probably one of the easiest roles to get burned out, right? Mm-hmm. So because it's tedious, you're doing the same groundwork again and again, and promotion is not necessarily easy, right? So sales is a very high burnout rate kind of kind of um, role. And if you check out, uh, we actually have a, have a graph out there for, for some data regarding this, if you go to inspiredbeast.com slash data.html, you will see exactly like SDR salaries and stuff like that. But anyway, um, we have a typical yearly burnout rate of, I think it was like 35% for sales high. development yeah. rate. Don't right. forget the HTML, by the way, when yeah. you type that URL in. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> so it's around 35%, and then there's um, a typical salesperson lasts about 10 months, if I remember correctly. Right. So that's a high burnout rate. You want to not put too much pressure on them and let them do some fun stuff. Right. So I think humor will definitely be the next thing in the future, especially for enterprise and how management is getting easier and more loose for enterprise. It's not like hounding down on you anymore. I believe that will be the future. Perfect. Yeah. I think it's also going to help with prospecting, right? If people are being more human on their LinkedIn or if people in the enterprise are starting to use social media and being more free, we're going to have more points to hit in our cold emails. Definitely. I think that wraps it up for us for this yep. one. You can follow me on Twitter at WilsonPang8 and Alex at... Alex Berman with no E. <laughs> yeah. So A-L-X Berman yeah. on Twitter. Okay, see you guys soon. Bye.